0: (music) Hello and welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 79. Good to see you, man. Good to see you too, Joseph. You want to just get into it? Let's do it. Yeah, I just got a little thing up front. Nothing right. big. It's screener time, right? Award season. Right. So I'm in the Screen Actors Guild and they send out these screeners because you got to vote, you know? Humble brag. Basically, I pay like $200 a year for screeners. I don't do anything else with my Screen Actors Guild card. Ho- hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a working actor. So the only thing I'm really getting for all these dues that I pay at the end of the year are some screeners. Now I got a bone to pick though because Netflix sent me a package like a triple cheeseburger size of screeners. And I'm like, why Netflix? Why? It's already on the... Everything you have is streaming. One year they did the right thing and they sent you a card with a code on it. And it said, plug this in and you can get Netflix for two months for free. If you're already a Netflix subscriber, you'll get, you know, two months off your subscription. Great. Why they don't keep doing that, I don't know. Because not only do they send you the DVDs, then they send you a card. And they're doing this for their shows and their movies. And I'm like, this is such a huge waste. Do you
1: even have a DVD player?
0: Who does? I mean, I do.
1: You have an Xbox or something? That but plays, I, I do. I
0: do have one. And I started up the other day, and it like rattled like an old heater <laughs> in the corner. It's like, da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> it's a like gas powered. I don't know. This is not really important. I'm just saying, Netflix. Why get with the program? You want to be like a progressive company? Stop flooding us with wastes of time DVDs.
1: Well, it's all the, the four-year consideration stuff, yeah. right? Well, we have you know, we have a mutual friend that works in casting and one time when I went to his house, this was probably three years ago, there was a box out on his sidewalk with box sets of DVDs of stuff from Hulu, from Netflix, from whatever, the same stuff that you're talking about. It's like why are you sending it? You just send the, the little code and whatever. And then I took a picture of his code and I used his login. But Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Why do you have to send a physical DVD? It's
0: not, it's not 1995. Did you know that Jess the Facts was on the nominating committee this year? I did not. I sure was. And it was for television. And what's crazy about that is you can only do it once every eight years and they randomly select you. And it was awesome because I got to see a lot of shows and episodes of things before they came out or aired, but I couldn't really talk to anyone because they didn't want any spoilers. Cool.
1: That's not surprising. She's awesome. So good. Glad to hear that. You got anything else before we get into it? Oh yeah. Uh, something occurred to me the other day. Uh-huh. It was about two days ago. You know, you've complained about the chairs before. Yes. And I was like, oh, Demo's OCD. What's he talking about? and then like two days ago I was sitting right where you are now just eating dinner and I was like what's that noise and it was the chair so for the listeners we're gonna get some chair things fixed at some point soon but I'm gonna a-
0: illustrate okay Just okay go ahead this is what I'm editing out people. Okay. They're from target. They're horrible. I'm like just a cushion, just something that isn't, you know, put together
1: like yeah. Lincoln logs. I actually went through, there was one time like maybe midway through our however many episodes. Now I went through and tightened all the screws and I thought that would fix
0: it. No, no, it didn't No, fix it. it's done nothing. These things need to be used as kindling dude. <laughs> I just try and sit still now. Yeah. Don't move. I'm like right. I'm, vocally, I'm just gonna just be like, I'm not moving Joe. Would you like to review something? Eventually we'll just be laying on the ground. Funny thing is like I invested in a new microphone and all this, you know, this tech, right? Oh, this board. And it's like, it really comes down to the chairs. (laughs) Just get better chairs, man. I'm sure you
1: won't find anything else to complain about Once that's fixed. All right, (laughs) right. All right,
0: let's go. What do you got? You're first. Okay.
1: You know, I said last time uh, that I hadn't seen a good comedy special in i don't know a year and a half i didn't like gaffigan's i didn't like louis i didn't like any of the like even chappelle's last one i was like i haven't seen a good comedy special and i'm not a huge aziz ansari fan but he's changed my mind so he has a special called nightclub comedian it's on netflix and
0: holy cow yes i can concur i've seen it twice it's I just, watched it once and then I told my girlfriend about it and she watched it and she loved it too. It's an actual comedian doing stand Now, now, we're both sort of stand-ups and here's know. the thing. We see more stand up like this in a club with a small crowd than we do like, you know, an amphitheater or an arena. Now Aziz has done Madison Square Garden, so he's guilty of doing these giganto, you know, arena shows as well. But to me, this is true stand up. It's where comedy lives is in a, a smoky basement. Right. And this was shot at this comedy cellar in New York city in late December of 2021. So it's very recent and all the jokes are current.
1: Yeah. And his material was incredible. And I, you know, you can say whatever you want about him. He's a little, he's kind of a cartoon of himself and I don't, I don't like it when it's like, I'm a cartoon
0: of myself. It's like, okay, but, but the, the material was good. Yeah. But also, you know, if anyone's going to do a cartoon version of themselves, let them be themselves. No? Yeah. You know, no, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, he's doing him, I guess, right? He's doing his shtick. I guess. It's something like
1: uh, when you used to hear about Mitzi Shore would be like, oh, tell the, and this is a true story, tell the Asian comic to wear a kimono or that kind of stuff. It's like,
0: uh, you know, I guess, but just to have good jokes would be cool too. But yeah. he, he actually does both. Yeah, the material is first rate in this. I mean, I laughed a lot. And like I said, I go in, I'm not a big Aziz. He's kind of a douchebag. We know this, right? He's full of himself. I know several people that are like, you know, he never lifts his head up from his phone to talk to you. You know what I mean? Which is funny because he, you know, sort of in the show, comments on the fact that he's, you know, been living in his phone for years and he's trying to get off of it. But I know several people that have met him that I said, you don't really meet Aziz, you meet his phone. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, it's like, ugh. Anyway, we're not judging Aziz, we're judging his show. And as far as that goes, this is first rate. I mean, I loved it. And here's what's even better. It's only half an hour. And... You know what I mean? It's not long. Anybody can sit down and watch this.
1: Right. And Well, and speaking of sitting down, here's the part that I liked about it. Because when you watch, like, so I love Theo Vaughn, right? But then he goes and does a Netflix special, and he's like pacing around the giant stage and it's like comedians aren't really supposed to be pacing around a 400 foot wide stage like Aziz sat on a stool and did his material and that was it he i don't think he even walked around at all he didn't take the mic out of the stand did he i mean it was yeah it's out of the stand but he sat there and he did his jokes and it's like well i'd much rather watch that than what who's the S- sebastian maniscalco where it's like maniscalco oh it energy you need more energy some produce some douchebag producers like more energy wave your arms around well, it's more. like
0: i need you to hit this mark when the crane comes in yeah yeah you exactly know? i i ugh, i hate that i hate that so much anyway the point is this is a great stand-up special half an hour it is aziz Ansari, nightclub comedian whether you like aziz or not this is a binge I didn't want to take that away from you. I'm sorry. This was your review. No. Are you okay that it's a binge too?
1: Yeah, of course it is. (laughs) But what I was going to say, what I was going to say was it was stand-up comedy where it belongs, which is in a club, not in a theater, you know, and that's kind of what you said earlier. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yes, it's a binge. I wanted to mention real quick. There's not much to review, but Todd Berry's special. It's called spicy honey on Netflix, an hour long. Almost completely clean, you know, family, maybe PG or something. Absolutely hilarious. So the fact that, you know, I was complaining last week about, oh, there's no good comedy specials. That was my impression of you. Ah, You know,
0: Mm -hmm. and then now there's Aziz and Todd Berry. They're both good. So I have another mention. Okay. Okay. Listener Tiffany hit me up and she says, you got to watch Moses storm trash white. It's his brand new special on HBO max. Okay. Tiffany. Oh, girl. I got halfway through and I fell asleep. <laughs> Look, at, I can see how it's great. It's it's all storyteller based and it's in a big theater with this huge set of like white trash everywhere. It's trash, but it's all painted white and he's all in white and it's got like a floor that lights up and everything. I mean, it's got big production value. Conan O'Brien produced it. He went on the road with Conan O'Brien We didn't have a show and anyway, So this is his first big special, and it's about him growing up poor and white trash, basically, and it's interesting, but it's really not that funny, and that's why I fell asleep. I know our listener, she's going to be like, oh, Demo, you're an idiot. This is so good. So hey, maybe Tiffany's right. Maybe Trash White by Moses Storm is a fantastic special. I am not going to return for the second half of it. I got other things to do. I'm sorry, Tiff. Apologies, but thank you for the recommendation. I did try. We appreciate feedback or input no matter what. So thanks for
1: uh, for recommending something uh, to us.
0: All right, let's do an actual show. You ready? Who's oh, up? You man, and me. I feel like
1: we've done ten shows already. But <sighs> all right, here we go. We had talked about, uh, you know, this might surprise people, but we actually prepare sometimes. For, sometimes for these shows, I threw out a couple of things because I wanted to talk about this. Okay. Murderville on Netflix.
0: It's got to be new. I've never even heard of it.
1: Brand new. Came out like on Friday or something as we're recording this.
0: Stars Will
1: Arnett.
0: Oh, I'm looking it up right now.
1: Okay, gotcha. Here's the format. This is the part that I love. And I already know what you're going to say, but here's the part I love. They film it like a cop show, like NYPD Blue, right? Like it's very serious, like single camera. Handheld.
0: Yeah, a lot of handheld stuff. Zooms.
1: Right. But then they have a guest star every week. There's six episodes. Here's the guest stars. Speaking of Conan O'Brien, he's the first one. Oh, yeah? Marshawn Lynch. Oh. Kumail Nanjiani. Something. Kumail Nanjiani. Sharon Stone. Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. And Ken Jeong. Now, here's the format. This person shows up, and they introduce them to Will Arnett, who's playing a complete straight man character, right? Like he's in character the whole time. The, is he like a
0: private investigator? It's a cop. Or he's a homicide detective. homicide detective. Yes. Have you ever done like a murder mystery dinner party thing? No. It's one of those things where it's like, ah, no, but you know what it is. I know what it is. Yes. Like,
1: oh, this person's, you know, y'all have a backstory and stuff, right? It's a murder mystery shot like a cop drama. Here's the additional twist. The guest, you know, Conan O'Brien, for example, they don't get a script. They get nothing? They get nothing. So Will Arnett just antagonizes them the whole time. But they're doing like a live murder mystery. And they break characters sometimes. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like Annie Murphy's episode is probably my favorite. Because she like, I mean, she'd look straight down the camera sometimes and just cover her mouth. Like she couldn't even keep it intact. Because Will Arnett would just prod him. And he was in character the entire time. It's absolutely hilarious. And then at the end of the episode, this is the format. The guest star has to guess between three suspects who the killer was, right? It's literally like a murder mystery dinner party, but shot like a cop drama with Will Arnett antagonizing a celebrity guest with no script. There's a lot going on. Holy cow. Murderville.
0: I'm uh, going to watch this. I'm going to watch this. Dude, At you're... least watch the Conan one. You know how much I love Conan.
1: Well, what are we talking, half hour episodes here? Uh, they're about an hour. Nope. Half hour. Absolutely worth it, man. It's
0: one of the most... I mean, I just told you the premise. It's one yeah. of the most original things I've ever heard of. Terry Seattle and his guest celebrity partner improvised their way through a scripted murder investigation without the script. There you go.
1: Yeah, that's a better summary
0: than what I yeah, gave. Yeah, it's, it's written right here on Google. I mean, there's only six of them. It uh, sounds great, dude. It sounds great. And I love Will Arnett. And then I know you do. I know. I you know, know what we, I watch Will Arnett on? Lego Masters. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only person I know. Well, my mom, we watch Lego Masters because I love Legos, dude. I love them. Problem is the show could be much shorter. could be half an hour. It's an hour long on Fox. It's too much about like, oh, the relationship with the people. I'm like, just give me the builds. But Will Arnett is a good host. Brad Pitt, for some reasons, an executive producer. I have no idea why. Maybe he just loves Legos. Hey, who doesn't, right? Yeah. But that's getting picked up for another season on Fox. It'll come out this summer. And I think Will and Arnett will be back to host as well.
1: All right. Well, this show was created by Christer Johnson, who did um, Wet Hot American Summer. He's an Emmy Award winning comedy writer. He did Children's
0: Hospital. I don't know if you ever saw that. I started Children's Hospital. It wasn't for me.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he hit a freaking home run with this one. This show absolutely cracked me up. It's so funny. And what makes me laugh about it is that Will Arnett kind of like pokes the talent you know he tries to make them break character constantly and i think that's funny because sometimes they do so anyway all right wrap it up murderville netflix binge <laughs> now demo we have a new sponsor we do we do yeah, thank god <laughs> the check has not cleared yet but i think that it's probably going to be okay and i'm just going to
0: give it to you to read okay all right, here we go. This episode is brought to you by groceries. <laughs> oh no. Hey, remember when you used to buy groceries? Not at 7 Eleven, but a real store? Eggs, milk, frozen pizzas, all your favorites. They still exist. For a limited time, use promo code BingerPurge four eight five nine five one four five five four six three eight two. 179 and get free delivery when you go to the grocery store. Forget about Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. 2021 is over. Go get some groceries. All right. That was good. Thanks, groceries. Yeah, great. I'll go get some. I'll be sure to use my promo code. Sure. That'll sure work that, great at Ralph. Sure. love that. Sure like, as be. I'm punching it in the keypad, I'm like, <laughs> what was the 18th number? I can't remember. Was it a six or a five? <laughs> awesome. All right. All groceries. Right. We thank you so much for your uh, yeah. continued support.
1: Hey, that's what we do at Binge or Purge. We just try things. Yes, so. exactly.
0: <laughs> all right. My turn. All right. Go Ready? ahead. Ready? I have a new HBO Max show. Side note, I love HBO Max. Truly. It's my favorite of the streamers. I think it's because they also got great movies on there. It's a good variety. Okay. But they're really pushing original content. Stuff that isn't even showing up on regular HBO. I mean, it's on HBO Max. Okay. Now, this is eight episodes. Uh, They run from 39 to 46 minutes each. I want to preface this review as we're recording, only six have been released, so I'm still waiting to see the last two, but I don't care. I already love it. It is Peacemaker, starring John Cena, and this is a spin spinoff oh, yeah. of the Suicide Squad movie, which I hated. Really? I did not care. I told you to watch it because we were going to review it, but then we never got around to recording any episodes, and I was like, you got to watch this. I watched it. I was like, ugh, I didn't care for it, and then they tell me, oh, what we're going to do is the John Cena character Peacemaker. And I'm like, not only do I not want a spinoff of this movie that I didn't like, this is the last character I want to show about. And I'm completely wrong. Really? This is mega entertaining. This is some sick and twisted, ultra-violent, raunchy humor it's like The Boys. It's HBO Max's say, version of The
1: Boys. I was literally right. I wrote the B-O, and then you said The Boys.
0: Right, there you go. And this is all James Gunn. He wrote all eight episodes. He directed five of them. And uh, people came to me, are you watching Peacemaker? Are you watching Peacemaker? I'm like, no. I Look, I did not want to watch this show. I did not. But enough people hit me up, and they're like, you got to check it out. So the first episode, eh, I had to start it up again. I was like, I'm not feeling it. But... Oh, man, I stuck with it. It's out there, man. It's like James Gunn not giving an F. And he's given time to really explore these characters. But here's who's in it. John Cena as Peacemaker, Danielle Brooks, Freddie Stroma, Jennifer Holland, Steve Agee, who's a stand-up comedian, and Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick, of course, the T-1000. That's what I always think of him as. Right,
1: yeah, from Terminator.
0: Yeah. But uh, John Cena, to me... Back in the day, he was in uh, Amy Schumer's Trainwreck, the Judd Apatow movie. Right. right? I thought he was fantastic in that. I'm like, this guy's got some comedic chops. I didn't care for him much in the movie, The Suicide Squad. Like I said, I was like, eh. But he's great in this, man. He's got to be charismatic. He's got to be watchable. And he is. Think about this.
1: That's a guy who was a professional wrestler for 20 years or something, right? Mm -hmm. Think about the amount of training and uh, preparation and execution that he's used to. He's probably going to be good at anything he does. So it doesn't surprise me that if he wants to be a comedy actor, he'd probably be pretty good at that too. That's my take on it.
0: He's really good. Everyone's good in this. Like I said, the supporting characters are all good. They all work well together. This has a cool—I don't know if "cool" is the right word—but it's like the soundtrack is all hair metal bands. Oh yeah, <laughs> I whether like that. For, whether they're from the '80s or contemporary hair metal bands, like Guns N' Roses and stuff. Guns N' Roses are not in it. More obscure, like Hanoi Rocks. You've never heard of Hanoi Rocks? I don't
1: think so.
0: No. Hanoi Rocks, I only know because Vince Neil killed the drummer <laughs> oh, in a drunk car accident, and his name was his name was, I, his name was Razzle. And I remember, it's a whole thing. It's like, you know, Vince Neil killed Razzle in Hanoi Rocks. And I'm like, who? But yeah. So anyway, they were a band in the 80s <laughs> that Vince Neil pretty much destroyed. We're, we're going to have to run that part of the show by our lawyers first, I think. <laughs> no, it's true. There's no There's no glee. Okay. There's no allegedly. He okay. did it. He. They're in the car. He was riding shotgun and Vince Neil killed him. Okay. The hair metal band soundtrack is fun. And it's like, there's acknowledgement of it. Like, you know, the peacemaker, he's like, oh, he finds these records. Like, oh, I love all these bears. Yeah. You know, it's a ridiculous show. A lot of the dialogue is all just like, you know, the difference between the Baron Stern bears or the Baron Steen bears. It's a glitch in the Matrix. It's Steen bears. James Gunn, to me, the only stuff I've liked that he's done, honestly, is Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thoroughly enjoy. Everything else, I'm like, mm, I don't know. He did that movie with Rain Wilson, Super. Did you I ever just, see that? No, I didn't see that. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I hated that movie. I hated it. It was so dark. I was like, whoever's making this movie is a deranged, deranged person <laughs> that needs serious help. Right. I turned it off. I hated it so much. And then later, I go... Oh, James Gunn, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. He did Super, and I go, these are two entirely different people. No way the guy that made this made that, but he did. Anyway, this is complete James Gunn sensibility all the way. If you're into it, you're going to love it. If not, look at this is twisted stuff.
1: Well, you're kind of selling me on it, surprisingly. I should
0: be selling you on It's a lot of fun. But HBO Max. HBO Max. Like I said, there's eight episodes. Only six have been out as the time that we're recording this. Two more to go. But I'm at the point now where I can say it's a definite, definite binge. I should also say 94 with the critics, 85 with the audience. That's pretty high. It's pretty high. I think the audience uh, numbers will uh, raise as more people see it. Well, I'm going to check it out. And how could I forget this? It has a great opening credits. Okay. Okay. They do this dance and you're like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then I read James Gunn was like, I tried to make a credit sequence that people won't skip. And he did it. Like, I'm literally like pressed for time. Like I want to get on with the episodes. You know, I want to get going, but I sit through that opening credits every time. So hats off to Gunn for doing an entertaining opening credit sequence that normally people will just skip. I'm going to check it out. You'll like it, dude. It's fun. All right. Now, our last episode, I implored, I ranted, I begged, I pleaded for our listeners to send us voicemails that we can play on air. And you know what? We got one. Oh, nice. Right? Okay. Very excited. And we're going to play it for you right now. All right. Go ahead.
1: Hey, Joe and Demo. It's Derek calling from Australia. Obviously, I'm not an Australian. Just uh, wanting to give you a little bit more interaction like you were requesting. And Demo, I'm calling you out. I do not believe you cannot say the word affleck correctly. Affleck, 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 affleck. You can say any two other syllables that exist in the human language
0: next to one another, but you can't say that. I don't believe it. Goodbye. (laughs) That made my day. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I heard, I was like, oh, someone's going to like this and it's Joe. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Now, here we go. Are you ready? What am I not hearing? Affleck. Is that what I, yes. is that right? Did I say it right? That time. Yes. Affleck. But I say Ben Affleck, don't I? I can't tell if you're being serious or not. I am being serious. I'm just, this is, I like hooked on phonics did not work for me apparently. Yeah. So I used to say Ben Affleck, but it's Affleck. Correct? Got like it. you just said. Say,
1: say whatever you want. Yeah. It's Affleck. Yeah, like Affleck the insurance but with an E instead. Affleck. Affleck. Like All right, I'm sorry De- Derek. Derek we- call me, we'll talk offline about uh, what Demo's problems are, but believe me, there's a lot a lot bigger problems on his list
0: than uh than that. Derek, thanks for the voicemail. Big time. Thanks man, appreciate it. All right. I got another show. I got another HBO Max show, in fact. Like I said, I love the HBO Max. However, I'm not huge on this one. But uh, a couple of friends were like, oh, man, you got to watch it. Another recommendation. So, okay, here we go. It is a limited series, thank God. <laughs> Ten episodes.
1: Let me just hit the button right no, now.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. Like I want to give this an honest review, okay? There's some good things in it, some bad things. Just, let me just, ugh. Each episode runs for about 44 minutes to 59 minutes. It is Station 11. It was created by Patrick Somerville based on a 2014 book by Emily St. John Mandel. And this is a post-apocalyptic drama. And it stars Mackenzie Davis, Matilda Lawler. And Matilda Lawler is the main reason to watch this if you are going to watch it. She's like a 12 or 13-year-old girl. She is outstanding in this show. Then you have Hemish Patel, David Wilmot, Gael Garcia Bernal, Danielle Deadweiler, and Lori Petty. Now, this is a show that has two different timelines. You have the present, which is basically dealing with this global pandemic, and it's killing everybody. Okay, And then you jump 20 years to the future and how civilization is going forward. My problem is this. The stuff with the pandemic is way more compelling than the stuff in the future. Because in the future, it's all a bunch of hippies running around the Great Lakes. They call themselves the Traveling Symphony. And they're musicians and actors that perform Shakespeare. And it's their thing to keep art alive in the world and everything. Okay, That's it. But man, it's all the stuff going on with the pandemic that's so much more interesting and how it informs everything that happens in the future. And the Mackenzie Davis character is portrayed, like I said, by Matilda Lawler in The Pandemic Age. So you're getting that character, Kirsten, twice as a kid and as an adult. This sounds kind of like World War Z. Yeah, but without the zombies. You're you're not getting any of the science fiction elements. The only science fiction element in this thing is Station Eleven itself, which is a graphic novel that connects everybody in a way. This character, in the present, she writes this graphic novel. It's it's very personal to her, and it happens to be something that uh, Kirsten reads, and then other people read it, and it gets passed around. And in the future, it takes on almost religious overtones, this book. And it's used by a cult leader to justify things that he does. And it's like, oh, the sacred text of Station Eleven.
1: You know, I might have seen one of these. I, I've seen the, the ads
0: for it and stuff. I might have watched one of them. It's it's good, though. <sighs> oh, no. The problem is the pacing. Even the first episode, I got 20 minutes in and I had to go do something else. and go, OK, I'm going to get back to it, but I'm sure it's going to kick in. Right. It never kicks in. It just maintains this like. Oh, make something happen. Stuff does happen, but anytime they cut to the future, I kind of lose interest. I mean, it keeps you going, but it doesn't grab me, man. I wanted this to grab me. And like I said, there was a lot of hype around it. Friends said, oh man, the book was so good. Then I go and I read that like it really diverged a lot from the book. This is something that I want. If you read the book and watch this show... Let us know what you think of Station Eleven. I'm curious because I was on the fence on this. Like I said, a lot that I liked about it and a lot that I just didn't, couldn't get into. It was almost too pretentious and too artsy-fartsy. How many episodes is this thing? It's 10 episodes. Like I said, 44 to 59 minutes is the average for these episodes.
1: So it probably would have been a good movie, and that's that brings me to a bigger issue. Okay. I think there's a lot of 10 episode series right now, for example, made, which we threw out of our list to review. I don't even know what you're talking about, but whatever. Different things that are like, Oh, it's a 10 episode series would have been a fantastic movie, but now they're dragging it out because no one could film anything for a year and a half. So they're dragging things out. And I think maybe that's what you're getting at sort of.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think when you have a book, you're probably doing it a good service to make it a series and you're not having to like truncate half the book to fit your two-hour parameters you know ah this was a tough one a tough one because like I said there's a lot of stuff in it that I liked but it just frustrated me man and as a result I have to say Station Eleven on HBO Max ultimately is a purge I'm sorry and like I said listeners Please give me feedback if you think I'm totally wrong on this. I really want to know what you think about this. Rotten Tomatoes, 98 with the critics, 74 with audiences. Wow. I feel the 74. I do. All right. I, I always think people should watch it just to, you know, let me know what they think. It's almost like homework. Your assignment, <laughs> listeners, is to give me a book report on Station 11. Right. All right. No, oh, sorry. I don't want to give homework to people. Accept the voicemails. That's your homework. Yeah, please
1: call us. And, and uh, let's recap real quick. So Aziz Ansari, nightclub comedian on Netflix. Incredible stand-up special. It's actually stand-up in a nightclub where it belongs. Um, Only
0: half an hour. You can do it.
1: Half an hour. I've seen it twice now. The uh, Todd Berry special, uh, Spicy Honey, we didn't really review, but that's also very good. I didn't
0: really review uh, Moses Storm Trash White, but I said, yeah. Okay. It was unfortunate, but yeah.
1: Murderville will be uh, in the four year consideration category when
0: we do. Are we going to do our awards again? Yeah, at the end of the year. It, it's oh. only January. What? No, it's only what? Where, February? I have February. No idea. It's February. That's that's the end of the year, Joe. Just put put a star next to it. All right, Murderville is in the uh,
1: for your consideration category uh, on Netflix, starring Will Arnett, uh, one of my favorite people. And I, I thought that you were going to say something earlier, and you didn't. What? That you know I loved BoJack Horseman so much. You do. Remember you let me do like a 20 minute review about it. <laughs> no, no, you did a 40 minute review.
0: I edit it down to 20 minutes.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't really put that together until right before you came over. I was like, Oh, that's what he's going to say. Anyway, murderville on Netflix, very original premise. That's why I am recommending it so strongly. Uh, groceries. Thank
0: you for sponsoring us. Peacemaker on HBO max. Demo loved it. Yep. If you like the boys, this is HBO max uh, version of it. A lot of fun. Like I said, still two episodes to go as we're recording. Maybe it could totally drop the ball, but I don't care. It's a hoot. Okay. And then Derek called. Thank you for that. Uh,
1: more voicemails would be great. We'll tell you how to do that in a second. And then Station Eleven Demo said, nah, which is basically a purge. Yep. So that's it. Get a hold of us, please. Uh, any of the social medias, it's all. It's either at binge or purge or binge or purge podcast. You can
0: find us. So please get a hold of us. But I do want to say the email. So, you can send the voicemails is binge or purge podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Do it. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. Thanks, Jess. So, for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.